Welcome to the first ever episode of the Short and Tall of It. This is Renee and this is Chris. Everything I said was half lies. Uh, this is episode um, yeah, half a lie. 46, I think. But we're going to re- review Supernatural, one of my favorite series ever. Um, I've seen it like twice, the whole series. Uh, I haven't seen the newest season. I'm just rambling at this point, but um, <laughs> this is my lovely co-host, Mr. Chris, also hey. known as the CC. Or, as I like to call Renee, Jerk. Jerkface? Oh, you fucking ruined it. Oh, Supernatural. Ah. <laughs> oh, you ruined it, Renee. Anyways, yes, everybody, we are Renee and Chris. Um, we are co-hosts. We are sometimes lovers. And we're here. We're here on a Friday, on a Friday of all fucking days. Friday, midday, we look like bums, but we're not. Yeah, we look like bums, we're not quite bums. We're only kind of bums, but yeah, we're not We're not quite bums. So. We'll get there, though, one day. We will, we will. We're getting very close, so. Um, but anyways, yeah, what we're going to go to talk about today is how to carry your wayward son home, because I think that's um, something that a lot of people have been curious about, so. <laughs> but how to carry a wayward son home. The most iconic song ever in Supernatural history is Carry On My Wayward Son. It's probably the only... I mean, there's two songs. And when I think of Supernatural, I think of two different songs. Carry On My Wayward Son, because, of course, every finale. And the um, Eye of the Tiger, um, whenever he sings on the top of the roof of the car. And that yeah, one, that's when he was just messing around. But my favorite one was Asia. Wee-ya. I don't know how it goes, but that's when uh, Sam keeps dying every <laughs> day. No, Dean. Oh, yes, yeah, I know it's one. Yeah, where he's like stuck in the loop like Groundhog Day. So, uh, let me, does every, because I know it did his first like six or seven seasons, and I'm still on, I'm on season, I, for Brene said he hasn't watched the newest season, I'm still like three, four seasons behind. Um, I'm kind of loading him up, because we, we, me and my wife have binge watched um, basically all nine seasons at the time, like in the span of a month and a half. So we're probably just saving up the rest. Uh, Which one's the ninth one? It's when Dean D becomes a demon. Oh, uh, okay. That's why. Because I know seven's Leviathan, not eight is the angel civil war when they fall from heaven. Yeah, we, we don't talk about season seven. And I like Leviathan, though. <laughs> With Dick. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, I, I know some people are, there's some that are like, I don't want to say purists, but there's some that wish the show was done at season five. And there's other ones that just love every single episode that comes out. And there's other ones that don't ever talk about season seven because they say the Leviathans are the worst season. But no, it's, not the it's worst entertaining. Season. Like, I think with Supernatural, I think it's just one of those shows that's just so entertaining that it's sometimes you have to kind of throw the story aspect out of it because, I mean, the story's there. The story will eventually wrap up, but I just think it's the entertainment factor is always going to be there. Um, Storylines might be a little bit weird and skewed, but storyline, I mean, the entertainment's there. It's been going on for so long, I feel like they've run out of things to talk about, or at least write. I mean, there's only so many, um, there's only so many types of monsters you can, yeah, Dean can die, die, and the, and it's just, it's one of those shows that it's somehow, I, I don't, I don't want to say somehow because I, I don't want it to ever get canceled or anything, but I think it's one of those shows that somehow has stood the test of time. And you got renewed for season 15. And, and honestly, I looked at, I looked up at it. I looked up at it. I looked it up right now um, to see when the show, cause, and, and just so everybody kind of knows what we're going to do. I think it came back out in, um, 2003. 2005. Oh, no, 2005, 2005 started. And at that time, I was, I was fourteen. No, let's see. I can tell you exactly. I was four. No, fifteen. Two thousand five, right? I was fourteen at the time. I was fourteen. I, yeah, I was definitely fourteen at the time. Mm-hmm. You're so, entering the freshman year. Entering freshman year is when this fucking show came out, and I remember I used to watch something else on the CW at the time, or I would sometimes see it on the weekends, or I would sometimes just see it randomly where. Suddenly, the like it would show the trailer for it. I just never fucking watched it. So I was like, all right, whatever. I don't give a shit. And I never watched it. And then Renee had been telling me kind of for years, like, and this was after high school, but he had no, been telling I, me. No, I to, first saw it when I was in college, my first year of college. 
Yeah, so it was a, and it had to have been after that because you told me about it after that, and I was still kind of like, no, I don't want to fucking watch it. And then my wife Erin was gonna watch it, and so she wound up getting a few episodes in, saying it was so fucking good. So I was like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And so we kind of got hooked on it and binge watched about nine seasons at the time. So that's kind of what. And like I said, I, I haven't watched the most recent seasons. I we watched Scooby Natural. Scooby Natural, another good one. In, which was inner fucking tainting. And today we're actually going to talk about episode 300. I How many TV shows have had 300 episodes? The Golden Girls, I think. The Golden I, I've honestly never seen an episode of The Golden Girls. I, I like The Golden and, uh, Girls. Uh, I love the, the, the grandma. Yeah. She's so witty and um, she roasts everyone on that show. Let's see. Oh, my God. Okay, so I was trying to see if Supernatural is like even in like the top, like, top 25 of shows and shit but no and and some of these don't count like dill or no dill has had apparently like a thousand episodes and shit that's all that's game shows they can have like three a week or five a week yeah like, like Wheel of fortune i'm trying to see which ones of these are actual tv shows a lot of these are like um syndicated television but like the longest you know, running tv shows it, yeah the ones that have gone on the longest are soap operas oh of course which is not like which is weird because there's one i guess that was called guiding light that hit Almost 16,000 episodes. Like, holy fucking shit. And the 2,500 of those episodes were on the radio. So I, I thought 300 was a big deal, and I, it really is. But it is a big deal. And out of all the shows on the top, over 10,000, none of them are none of them are outside of soap operas. All those are soap operas. So, and those have five a week, so those I don't really count. Let me look in the 5,000. Price is Right, Neighbor, Bold and Beautiful, Jeopardy. I'm trying to see actual TV shows. And I Judge Judy, no. Grace Judge Springer, Judy, that's cheating. Oprah Winfrey, The Tonight Show, Cross, Crossroads, Sesame, Sesame Street shows every day. Or mainly every day. I can count Sesame Street. Yeah, Sesame Street has had 4,481 episodes. I'm trying to see... Let me see. Who wants to be a millionaire? I'm trying to see the actual TV shows, though. And I'm not seeing a lot here. Rachel Ray, that's a cooking show. Try Alex going to, Church. like, 300s. What other yeah. shows have 300 episodes? Let's see. Five, well, let me look at the 500s. Maybe there's one in here. No, there's... What I can say is Supernatural has the biggest fan base that I can think of as a TV show. Yeah, it, pre, it has one of the biggest... It, it, it honestly has, it has one of the most... Con in Las has, Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> it has <laughs> a, the most... Um, oh, Law & Order has 450 episodes. Oh, and that shows every day, mostly. No, it shows... Well, it shows once a week, but it's been going on for like 20 fucking seasons. It's like those reruns, man. Scooby-Doo, but that kind of doesn't count, because that's been going on for decades. I love Scooby-Doo. Degrassi, Bleach, the anime... The animes don't count because, you know, One Piece is, I don't know, like 900 episodes, 500 episodes. Well, they need to update this because this list doesn't even have Supernatural on this list. Oh, and Supernatural has the 298 episodes. But South Park, South Park only has 297 episodes? Interesting. A lot, way more seasons, but interesting. All right. But anyway, so Supernatural has gone on way longer than probably anybody out here would suspect or give. And like Renee said, their fan base is super fucking ravenous and like not even so ravenous because they're probably the most they're probably the least toxic crazy fan base i could think out there they're like the most supportive <laughs> they, they really are supportive there's a fucking meme or photo from any of them like there's a lot of different if you can think of a meme that you want to make supernatural did it already. yes supernatural. it's kind of like that episode of um, south park where they're making fun of the simpsons like simpsons did it when it comes to memes um supernatural's at the top because there's just so many different things that Supernatural's actually accomplished, that they've actually done, and that they've actually, like... They, and they've said every fucking thing that you can think of on that TV show, but 300 episodes is a fucking accomplishment one way or another. And me and Renee watched the 300th episode today. Yes, um, I did. Um, I thought I, I hoped it was going to be more like Scooby Natural, where it can be like a one-off hit. We enjoyed it. You don't need to watch the other things. But there is some other stuff in there that you didn't understand. <laughs> there was, because... You haven't watched the most recent season. I haven't watched a lot. I haven't watched anything since Scooby Natural, and I haven't watched the last, like, five seasons. But I, and this is spoiler territory, so spoilers if anybody's watching this fucking show. But one of the things, there's a lot of things that were going on. They're in some town that apparently knows them, so they're more 
set in a base. I don't want to say base, but a home. They're in still that, that building that they've been in the last, like, seasons. So, basically, but, uh, that's called a fortress. It's the men in leathers. They're outside, like, can't remember the town. It's somewhere in the Midwest. But yeah. there's this secret bunker. It's called the men in leathers, and it's... At this point, it, the story is like super complicated to explain who the men in letters are. I mean, look like <laughs> the Charlie Day meme with all the the points and the yes. posted notes and the lines connecting everything. Yeah, but it, that's their base now. That's their heritage that their family was part of, and so the closest town near that base is this town that they were talking about, uh, Lebanon. Yeah, and, so that's um, that's going. On. Yeah, Lebanon's the name of the town, but then. So that's going on, and did you know, once again, spoilers, did you know that the mother was back? Yeah, she came back in, the, I think, season 12, 13, or, 13 or 12 or 13. How did they bring 12. her back? Because she was uh, pretty fucking uh, dead. Well, uh, well, their whole fight with the darkness, um, basically, where you left off, Dean was a demon, right? Yes, when I left off, Dean become, was be, just became a demon where his eyes turned black. That was the last fucking thing I remember seeing. Uh, at some point, they turn him not to be a demon. And uh, I know he had the first blade. And so basically, in order to um, destroy the first blade and save his soul from becoming a demon, they kill death. They destroy the first blade, which releases all the darkness. And turns out the darkness okay. is God's sister. <laughs> <laughs> And so okay, the Winchesters, so God, Satan, and Crowley team up to fight the darkness, and then they're able to hurt her, and then she just goes, nah, bitch, I'm gonna fuck you up, and she, like, destroys all of them, and then somehow there's some lovey-dovey scenes. I have to rewatch this. I've only seen this once, so this is all foggy in my memory, but I know as they, uh, God and Dark Darkness, they, they make up. And to thank Dean, the darkness gives him what he wants the most, which is his mother. And so she's back alive because the darkness brought her back. Well, see, and that kind of... It's interesting you say that because the one thing they want the most, which is kind of the theme of this episode, um, which is the thing that... And, and honestly, it's... um, It's a... Because that's kind of the theme of this episode, is the one thing that I guess Dean wants the most is for his dad to come back. Or his family, but, to have a family again. To have a family again, yeah, which is ironic after watching the very first episode. Well, not really, because... No, Dean's always been, like, a family kind of guy. Yeah, well, he's always been... Um, he definitely has always been a family guy. He's always been someone that's... But mainly not expanding into having his own family, even though they've dabbled into that some seasons. But the main thing is that they've always wanted... He's always wanted him, his brother... His dad together. and his mom to be together. And, and that's kind of what this episode gives you. Whether or not it's, it's definitely bittersweet the way they do it. But it, they that is kind of the thing because the mom's back. So I guess the one thing that is missing is that the dad's still gone. And, and not the dad that's been in the last few seasons where it's the younger version of him that's like... The actual <laughs> Dean. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan who hasn't been on since season three or two. Uh, he died in two. He's made some like flashback cameos but nothing big well no but jeffrey dean morgan hasn't been in it since season three i think it's whenever the first one is when he's in there a lot the second one he's in there the most and then they kill the demon and that's when he like officially dies okay yeah and he has like some flashback scenes i don't know if he was him or some like stunt double but um they have flashbacks with him in other seasons yeah and, and that's kind of... And it's I wish he would have shaved his face since he's going like back in time. <laughs> he was like clean shaven. But yeah, he just looks yeah. like Negan half the time. Which is funny because when I was watching when I was watching episode 300, they, they do bring him back and he's is bearded and he's bald. And it's definitely... Because we, we rewatched episode one after this. And it is... He does look different than he used to. Yeah, he was and, like super clean cut, long hair. And then he was like... He had this beef on him. Because I think he just came off the Watchmen. Or, but I know he looked, he was kind of built. He didn't look as slender as he does. Yeah, he, he definitely is bigger. And, and in, um, he, we, when I rewatched the first one, he looks a lot more, um, 
like a drunk in the first, like not even like a drunk. He just looks much more homeless in the first episode um, in comparison to how he looks now and stuff. So um, and it's not to say it's a bad thing or anything. It's just, yeah, I, when it's hard to watch everything Morgan in anything now without thinking of Negan, just because he's kind of kept the peppered um, facial hair look, the kind of bald look. I mean, he's kind of kept the Negan persona that's been there the whole time. Um, I would have died if they would have had him beat the shit out of him with the bat and stuff. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> but um, there, there was some. And I guess let's go ahead and start here. Let's go to start with this 300 episode. And this was an episode that a lot of people, a lot of the Supernatural fans have been waiting for for a long time. Because it was going to be the return of Jeffrey Dean Morgan after almost a decade of not coming back. And as far as I know, it wasn't because there was any bad blood or any bad feelings or anything. It was just that they could never get the schedules to match up right. They couldn't make it work story-wise. Mm-hmm. And they just finally were able to find time to kind of bring them in. I, and I guess they just felt 300 episodes feels like, you know, it's a fuck enough. Who knows if we're going to make 400? So Who knows that's if definitely last another season? Yeah, so <laughs> that's like the thing. So I think that's kind of where it came from. Like, hey, we, we don't have that many more opportunities. Let's just kind of get this taken care of and stuff. So it, it definitely was a fan. Well, let, let me, before I kind of say It was my like own, a lot of fan service, but... It was. It definitely was. Um, but what did you think about the episode? How would you kind of rank it, or what did you think about it? If we compare it to Scooby Natural, I think Scooby Natural's better. But Scooby Natural was a lot more original and a lot more entertaining. This one, I think, because Scooby Natural, you could watch as somebody that doesn't know the show. This episode, you could not watch unless you knew the history. And you knew- Sorry, that was my dog wanting to play. Not about. But yeah, this one you couldn't watch. Um, you definitely couldn't watch this episode without knowing all the history and everything. And it, I don't think this episode would impact a casual viewer, kind of like it would somebody that's like a diehard in the fandom, just because it, it does want to pull on a lot of the emotional heartstrings that basically everybody's been living with for the last 15, 14 years. So once they brought back the mom, everybody's like, oh my God, make it a family reunion. Come on, let's do it. I want to see them all together. I, I will say, though, that I, I I knew the mom was going to be back for this episode, but I didn't know she had been back alive and stuff. The one thing that I think caught me off guard was, and I thought it was a good episode. I, I mean, I thought it was definitely entertaining. It definitely has its heart tugs and everything like that. I just felt like it, it definitely was fan service. It definitely was a way of just to give you that scene where all of, they're all at a table being a normal family for a little bit. I thought it was interesting. There wasn't any basically villain the whole episode no, um, just like they, they, they do kill um who's the serial killer that they killed at the beginning the clown ted bundy um, no not ted bundy um wayne grace gracie yeah john wayne grace gracie 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 yeah they, they, I think they just threw that in because uh serial killers are a big thing now so like who what serial killer can we get yes yeah, so <laughs> I, I think that's where that kind of came from and and it honestly served no point to the story. It's odd. They kind of maybe wasted the character a little bit, but maybe they just wanted to do it as kind of a joke. But they, they had that in there, and then I think that they... And I kind of thought they didn't put it... Because they really wanted this episode, I think, to focus on the family aspect of it all. And not putting kind of a villain. Basically, the villain was themselves more than anything. But it, yeah. it, was, it was a weird another, episode. It was a weird episode. <laughs> it was another time travel type of thing, but... The main thing is, um, from what I got, I got from the iconic, you know, the road so far. Yeah. Usually they don't have those until like the very end, but this is the three hundredth episode, so I understand. Basically, I don't know how, but Michael's back in Dean's head, and he's trying to break out. Yeah, that, that was one of those other things that, like, the whole episode's kind of the whole. And I guess here's the the plot for this episode, real quick, for anyone that is listening. The plot for this whole episode is the fact that they have this pearl that can basically Rents give your, you whatever you want. Your it's like biggest the Jack desire. Sparrow's compass of a pearl. Yes, exactly. And it kind of basically give you whatever you want in the world. And basically, Dean says it's going to be to take Michael out of his head. Sam does the thing, but then it winds up bringing Jeffrey D. Morgan back from 2003, which is a weird date. And basically the whole episode spent with them hanging out with their dad. And it, it closes off a bunch of, um, I don't want to say plot holes, because they're not plot holes, but it, it closes off a bunch of like loose strings, you know, of like issues Sam had with his dad, the issues Dean has kind of accepting that his dad's gone, different mm-hmm. things like that. But, and then the episode, basically because they've changed time, because they brought the dad back from the past, at that point, 
they, um, at that point, they um, realize that they, they have to basically send him back. They have to crush the, the pearl, which will send him back to the past. And that'll correct all the timeline because the timeline's all fucked up now. And, and that's basically the story. Like I said, there's no villain. There's no real turmoil. There's no real... Ba- basically, this episode has served as like an emotional one. Like, mm-hmm. we're going to fuck you over in your heart because this can never happen in this story. It's kind of the gist I got. I did kind of like how uh, it started off, though, when they're looking for, like, some conspicuous uh, items. And they're like, we want the good stuff. Take us to the back room. Yes, yeah. And like, the... they kind of surprised the guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, we know how you got this, man. You stole it from our one of our friends that you killed. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. oh, my God. And then they always have that trope where the bad guy's talking and then... Like you you got to understand when you, you throw two people in opposite directions and decide to talk in front of one of them for, like, at least a minute, the other guy's going to at least get up and shoot you back. I mean, that's what you'd kind of think, but it's one of those tropes in movies and TV. But they make fun of it. It's like, you yeah. just talk too much. The one thing that's funny is that, yeah, and they kind of they point out how ridiculous it is and everything because... And, and that's the one thing um, – where was I going to go with this? The one thing that I always forget when I watch Supernatural is I always forget how bloody it is. Like I always forget how like fucking gruesome and bloody it is sometimes because when I was watching this episode, like I, the, when they shot up to the chest, I was like, oh, shit, I can't believe they showed that on TV. And then even when they showed um, – when I rewatched the first episode right now, I was like, holy fuck, I forgot how fucking nasty and shit this show can be. So <laughs> um, it's just one of those things. So – the and like I said, the three episode it was definitely a bittersweet ending. I think it gave and that was the one it mainly tied served as. You know, it was mainly so Sam could sit there and say that he blamed the dad for a lot of stuff, or maybe it was Dean. No, uh, it was Sam. yeah, Sam blaming the dad for a lot of stuff, but then saying that well, you know what, I I can accept it wasn't your fault, and I mean, yeah, we gotta fight. It doesn't matter now. Let's just like we're all fucking four year old men now. Let's just chill the fuck out. We're all family. And, yeah, we're all family. Like, there's no reason to kind of harbor these feelings. Um, Dean, it, it, I would say, but then again, I feel like Dean gets tortured this way almost every season, like in an emotional wreck type of way, because I feel like he's always had to be kind of the father that was the father, but not the father, you know? And um, it, it served him to kind of show, like, at the end of the day, the one thing this grown-ass man fucking wants is to just basically not be doing the hunting and stuff, just have, be a, have a family and just have a normal life and stuff. And it's just never going to fucking happen because that's not the show. Mm-hmm. I like when they're talking to like the sons and the dad talking to their war yeah. stories. Oh, we saved the world multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait, you beat the devil. Wait, you beat this. Like angels and demons are real. And, uh, and it's, that kind of serves the testament to how long the show's been going on because this shows, and like we've been saying, is at 300 episodes. And when you've had that many episodes, like, and you cover mythological and supernatural and monsters and demons and ghosts and everything, I mean, there's probably no stern you can cut stone, stern. Um, there's no stone you can leave unturned at that point, just because there's just so much. There's so much you can do, and in, in that seasons they were bound to kind of go through everything. And it, it, I mean, like I said, it was a fine episode. It really was a good episode. It's just. There, there wasn't really. I don't know how it would drive the story, and that that it's might more be like my, a filler episode. Yeah, that, that's the only thing is I, I, I read and I read online like after I saw it like I read online a little bit that it's gonna affect Dean and Sam going forward, but I just, I mean, how much can it really affect them? Because I mean, they both died multiple times. So I'm not sure anything else can emotionally scar them any further. And yeah, I, I think that's the thing is it's a filler episode for sure, and it's just. I think it's just to kind of say, hey, you know, 300 episodes, this is what it's been all about, us and these characters, so. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy the, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, when he first sees the mom for the first time. Yeah, so he and just goes right up to her. And like, oh, I wanted to see that so much. Yes, and that's something that you we haven't gotten, like, even in episode one, like, in episode one, I don't even think they embrace. They, um, I just watched episode one. And, and I mean, I know they do in the past. I know they've done like the older Dean, like the older, um, the younger, um, dad and stuff, but it was, it was, it was definitely an interesting episode. Definitely interesting. So, and and it's kind of weird because we watched 300 episodes. This is 14 seasons in and me and Renee decided to watch episode one again. 
And it's so crazy how they haven't really aged, like, whatsoever. Like They look older. Like, um, I mean, but barely. Like, Sam looks like he's lost a lot of weight. Looks like his face is sunken. Uh, yeah, that's because of life issues. Dean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dean looks surprisingly young, but he's still, like, kind of looks kind of grizzled with his little beard. It, it's funny because I've always kind of seen the memes that say, like, I've, I've always seen the memes that say, like, oh, this is Sam every season and Sam's hair is always changing and Sam's always changing. But then it shows Dean. It's, like, it's the same photo of Dean every season and stuff. <laughs> and I will say, I, I've never really noticed it, but I, since I, I haven't really gone back to ever watch his episodes, and when I watched the episode one, it, it shocked me how he does look a ton. He looks so much more youthful. Yeah. Like, he really hasn't gotten – he doesn't look older. Like, he doesn't have a ton of gray hair or anything. It's just – he does look more grizzled. He does have a little bit of wrinkles here and there, but he's so fucking – youngish looking in that first episode and first season so looks like a baby's bottom he, he they really do like both of them do and it's funny because i was thinking about because in the first episode he says um sam's was telling him oh dad let you go on a hunting trip alone he said i'm 26 dude so i, I was doing the math and i know their timelines are a little bit skewed and sometimes some stuff's gone on longer they've been to hell and stuff and i was thinking can canonically is that the word can when it's canon but um, yeah, it's when it's canon. It's, so it's I would canon. assume that Dean's character is like in his 40s now? Yeah. Which I guess they're probably never going to say on the show, but that... that oh, they basically? say it, I think. Oh, they do? Because mm-hmm. that, that was one thing I noticed for sure, but... Um, but yeah, 300 episodes, it wasn't bad at all. It, it definitely pulls in your heartstrings, especially when he's kind of disappearing and stuff, and fucking Thanos snaps him out of existence again. Mm. But I did find the the whole paradox thing kind of weird, but it was kind of funny because they showed the, uh, Dean being Dean, just decapitating people, and then uh, with his little wanted poster, back a call back to season like two or three. Yes. And then the... Sam's like the Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably the funniest part when he was saying like, and then Kale, who doesn't love Kale, right? And then, but I was thinking about that because even the cast and um, who's the other angel that's with them? Oh, um, oh fuck! I forgot his it's name. Castiel and um, damn it! Oh, it's in my head. It's, it's so iconic too. It's not um, Gabriel. It's not Metatron. It's Astrid, not no. Is it Astriel? Zachariah. Zachariah. There we go. So I mean, that part felt like filler too. But I guess they felt like they had to. Because here's my and here's my honest thoughts. Because I, I felt like the episode was like I said they they mainly just wanted the scene where they're sitting at a table, and and, and all the promo images that's basically what they're doing is they're all sitting at a table together. Which is kind of cool because you think like they start talking and stuff, but they're just kind of awkwardly sitting around the table with their favorite meal, and they're like just looking depressed. <laughs> well, it's because I, I think they know this can't last. Like just with their line of business, with their lives, the fact that one of them's from the past, like this. They they know this cannot go on. This cannot. Yeah, this be. is their last meal together. Yeah, this this is their last meal. Like, it's just it's not, it's not gonna go on, or it's just, it's being trapped in the moment basically. And I, and I get I think that's what they wanted the whole episode to be about, but then they realized they couldn't fill up an entire episode doing mm-hmm. that. That's why they threw in the cast and Zachariah thing, and because that scene even served no true purpose to the fucking story. Yeah, it was random. Uh, I, I mean, I, I like the teenagers that were like. Um, interested in the fact that they killed monsters, even though the one's like a dork, and then apparently the other two are lesbians, guessing by the end of the episode, because they hold hands. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the case. I don't know. It was just kind of, I felt like it was a little bit forced. But the kid being the dork, you know, catching them murder John Wayne Gacy, and it was it was a weird episode. There was some weird stuff, and I'm not going to lie. But the, I think what anybody that's a Supernatural fan is going to remember from that episode it's is just going to be the table scene. The table scene, the fact that the father's back. That Jeffrey Dean Morgan's back. So they you, want know, to, you, you know, know I did oh, notice, though, when, uh, how Jeffrey Dean Morgan is when his wife's around. You know how, uh, I don't know if you watched the, remember the first season, but, you know, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's, like, very cold and, like, he's always focused on killing the demon and that's his ultimate goal. He doesn't really care about other kids' emotions. He just trains them. When the wife's here, he's like, like the greatest dead in the world. <laughs> <laughs> that was another thing I had noticed, and I had kind of it was kind of coming back to me when I was rewatching episode one, because he was this heartwarming guy in episode three hundred. Mm-hmm. Which, if he was taken back from ninety three, maybe it was the fact that seeing his wife made him be the loving man that he is in the first five minutes of episode one. But every time we ever saw him after episode one, he was always kind of a dick. Yeah, he was. He was. I think people forget that he was a fucking dick. Like, yeah, he saves their lives. Yeah, he helps them out. Yeah, he helps them with the yellow-eyed demon. 
all of that. But then he was always a fucking dick. Like he really was. And this episode, I guess, seeing the wife, seeing being like, I guess, in that family moment, like they were like, let's make him a great dad. Let's let's finish off these um these strings and say, hey, you know, he's a good person. But I, I felt like that was a little bit weird after. Yeah, I liked how he's all telling Dean, "You should get yourself a family." He's like, "Yeah, I have a family, Dad." And you're like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> well, it was weird because I was watching in episode one, and like I said, me and Renee both watched three hundred and episode one, and and it's weird in episode fourteen or almost fifteen years apart, which is always kind of crazy to think of. But in episode one, Dean is telling Sam. What do you think you're going to do? Do you think you're going to have a family? Do you think you're going to have a wife and kids and a family? That's not our lives, Sammy. And um, it's kind of a, I don't know if it was a callback. I don't know if it was on purpose. But the fact that the dad's telling them, hey, like, you need to go have a life and have a family and all this other stuff. And Dean's still kind of like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I'm, it was, I don't know. It was kind of a weird little. I kind of addressed it at the end. Like, I don't know if that stuff uh, that happened wouldn't have changed us. But I know who are we, we are right now. And I like. That, yeah, so it kind of needs to happen. Yeah, and it was, and I guess that, and that was one of the things I noticed. Um, in it, it's, I don't, and I don't know because I feel like, where am I trying to go with this? I feel like with this kind of show, it, I mean, maybe they can do some huge plot hole that they can say this something's gonna end all the monsters out there in the world and everything's gonna be happy. But I can't imagine when this show does finally decide to end, I can't imagine them, like, I think the happy ending would be them, like, having their families, them, like, being able to say, like, here's our both our families, we're both happy, we're retired, we're whatever, you know? And I think that would probably be, like, the happy ending. But I can't imagine this show just saying, oh, all the monsters are dead, there's going to be nobody, no need to fight them anymore, because it's just, that's not how the show's built upon. There's always going to be ghosts, there's always going to be shit out there. Um... Maybe uh, if uh, Sam gets Jessica back and Dean gets to be with uh, his wife, which I forgot the name of, but it's been so long. Lisa. The, Lisa. Lisa and her son. The, did they ever fully say that was his son? The one that wears a leather jacket like him and everything? No, it was a biker. It was some biker. Uh, I still don't believe that. I still think it was Dean. <laughs> I don't believe that's the first of my life. But, and, and, that was, and then... And I guess that's one of the things you can say about Supernatural. I think that's why so many people do care about the characters is that even though they know they die, they know they're going to come back to life. There's no real death on the show because even fucking um, Gabriel's come back like multiple times after dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mom was dead for seasons, came back. The dad was dead, has now come back. I think the people can overlook all that because just of the the chemistry between um, Jensen and um, Jared. Um, Justin and Jared, and, I, and you get even even in the first episode because this is something I told her anybody before we started recording. But I had never seen the first episode of Super, of which Super was a Nacho. shocker because he loved Supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the reason being, the reason I had never seen first episode was that I, I Renee had been telling me to watch it for years. I, I never really wanted to watch it. Not that I didn't want to watch it. I just never really was like, okay, I'll eventually watch it one day down the line. But then my wife started to watch it on Netflix. And then she got maybe four episodes in, and then she told me, you have to watch a show. It's so good. Like, you're going to love the character and everything. And then he watches it, and then I'm like, "Yes, Cece, how dare you? <laughs> so I started I've been watching. telling you for years, and you were listening and, to your wife. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I started watching it, and so she had basically filled me in on everything that had happened. Like, And I had seen the flashbacks, you know, in the story so far parts that Renee was talking about. And I had seen the different things where they were saying, like, oh, this is what's happened. I knew about the girlfriend dying. and I knew about all those details. But I had never actually seen the episode. And it's kind of, I'm kind of, maybe it's kind of, I'm kind of glad I saw it finally. Or I don't know if it's kind of a, a nice little, I don't know. It, it felt really cool to kind of watch the first episode and kind of live it for the first time, even though I kind of knew it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, like I said, I always forget how fucking gory the show is. Because there's basically two murders in that episode where they slice a woman's belly open and, Light her on fucking fire on the roof while she's all in the same fucking pose and shit. Um, but the first episode was remarkably fucking good. And you could even see their chemistry from that first episode. Like, Dean comes all across and he, I, their characters have not changed a lot. Like, they're basically the same characters still, which is a remarkable, like, basically like a sign of how good of actors they are, too. Mm-hmm. So, um, but it was a really, it was really solid. Like, I, I was, the only thing I, I, I will... wish that would have done differently is when you were about to say goodbye. 
I yeah. wish they would have like embraced and then he would have disappeared. <laughs> like a group <laughs> hug. I, I will say that the disappearing scene was kind of shitty. Just because it was like, oh, let's smash this fucking pearl. And there was nothing special about it. And maybe that's what they wanted. Like I said, I think they really wanted a bare bones episode where it's just stripped down to just being that moment with them. But it was basically like, here, let me grab this cup and bah, smash this pearl. And that was it. Like, that was it. I mean, there was a nice scene at the end with the dad saying, oh, you won't believe what kind of dream I just had. Which makes me think, and which implies like, that I think he that. knows what happened, but... Like, I think... I don't know I don't know if he thinks it's a dream, but I know he had a good dream. But I think he knows he went back in time, and then he just... He just lives with it. Well, I think it's kind of interesting, because I, I would have to go back and watch his last few episodes, but... And, and I doubt it's going to connect, but it makes me think that if the, he did remember everything from this episode, you know, and everything from this quote-unquote dream and shit, it would make me think that he knew he was eventually going to die down the line. Because I'm sure they told him when he died and everything and stuff. So I think that he knew when that episode came that he finally... when he, I think when he pulls the yellow-eyed demon into hell, right? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Um, well, I want to make a connection with the first episode. Like, why does he leave this random coordinates? I know it's his ex-marine type of thing that he used to do. Yeah. But... He said he never leaves his journal. He never does this. He never leaves the hunt. Yeah. And then his sons, I guess, randomly get together, and he's like, you guys have to follow the trail. You have to do all this stuff. Why? I don't know. He's trying to send them on his path. But that's just, like, grasping in the air. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's plot holes. I'm not going to lie. There's plot holes. Because, I mean, what are the odds that they don't find the journal? What are the odds that they don't even think to tell them about this journal? Like, there's a lot of stuff that had to match up perfectly for them to be okay on all this. And it's just, it's weird to see how, how far, but how little they've come in mm-hmm. regards to how the, the show's kind of gone. Um, but, I mean, it's, a, it's still a great show. It's, and I think, look, at the end of the day, I think story-wise, like I said, it's kind of everywhere at this point just because everybody has died and come back to life, except for Bobby. Bobby had to fucking die, and then they were like, you know what, motherfucker, you're never coming back. No, he died. And, he comes back as a ghost. Oh, yeah, but not, like, actual, like, not... No, real. like, he comes back in, like, one episode where they go to heaven. Yeah. And he's there chilling. Oh, when they see... Because that's where they say, like, everybody has their own personal heaven. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. Um, but then, but he never, like, comes back to life-life. And, um... Rufus never came back to life-life. Well, yeah, none of the... nobody, None of the other hunters that fucking die on this fucking show come back to life. But, I mean, and I think that's the thing, the show. Like, I mean, this, I think the stories, they're going to have the same formula. They're going to spend the whole season trying to track something down and defeat it. But I think really the reason that this show's gone on so long is just the chemistry between all the characters. Like, I think even if it was something completely different, like they could be in a show about gigolos and be have the same Jared and Jensen. And I think people would still watch it just because their chemistry is just that fucking rock solid and stuff. And um, I think that's something you could tell from the first episode all the way to 300. Like 300 fucking episodes still shocks the fuck out of me. Do you want to talk about the first episode? <clears throat> yeah, we can talk about the first episode. So, I like to say the first episode is masterful at writing because it establishes these characters so well. It gives them their faults. It gives them their their likes, their dislikes. Basically, we can get the idea of like what who these characters are, what they stand for, and later on in the episode, they act the same way. They don't do like this magical change. It's it's a forty minute episode or an hour long with commercials, but it's still good. Dean's character is so good. He sticks to certain lion's hands the same way. He does change a little bit towards the end, only because something like Jessica dying happens. The same yeah. way his mom does. But uh, my favorite part about the episode is the sound and how dark it is. It's a lot. And like I said, it's been a long time since I've watched Supernatural consistently and everything. But the one thing I will say is that when I was watching it, I felt like... I, I really, truly felt like... Um, it was more like the horror towards towards horror. It was definitely more horror oriented. Like it was pretty fucking creepy. Like the the graphics. I mean, are what I mean. The graphics, the graphics are, are very practical. Uh, there are practical some scenes for the times. Like I know it was a real fire that they used at the end when the ghost died. That was kind of unpractical, but it still kind of looked good. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely did look good. I mean, it, it definitely. Um, the part that I think made me laugh so much, and this is after watching so many seasons and stuff. I think the part that made me laugh was the fact that he crashed the Impala through the house to kind of trap her in the house yeah. so she could see her dead kids. And it was such a funny thing because I'm like, that fucking car's lasted through almost every fucking... It still lasted through every season and shit. 
and it's just like if for some reason or whatever like the writers decided you know what we're not gonna keep this car like the whole show would have been fun. <laughs> um, yeah I love how they make the car sound though it's like so loud and it's like so pronounced the engine sounds that's real and then I think it's funny when he's looking at the cassette tapes and it's just once again a testament to kind of All the, the air checks that and this is what's funny is I, I watching the first episode I like of course we know everything we know now but the first episode is masterful because like you said it really develops these characters and it it gives you enough to go on to say okay who was the one who's the man in the baby room like which of course leads into the next season and well the next season or two and then um it really just builds on their characters because they have this whole past that they haven't talked about like of course, I guess they're monster hunters, but it doesn't necessarily say. It builds a ton of story without really giving you a lot. Because even when they hunt ghosts, there's nothing that really says how they learned to fight ghosts. Like, mm -hmm. it says the dad was doing it, and they were doing it, but there's no real... It leaves so much open that... I mean, the, that's been a real testament to how the show's kind of grown over the time. But... And I, I think in the first episode, it, it definitely had a much more horror feel to it. Like, it felt fucking creepy, like... Um, I think it, I do think it was funny though when Jared's trying to because basically this whole episode like besides kind of establishing the characters is about a Llorona character the or a white woman is what they call it in this. a woman in white yeah woman in white there we go and then um, she's basically a ghost that kills unfaithful men and basically Yorona <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is it it's real funny because and that's the thing is that he the way they kill her yeah that the, you have to the opposite of what she kind of does but it's funny because. He's in the. She kind of seduces these men to be unfaithful, and that's how she kills them. And then she's trying to, I guess, I don't want to say rape um, Sam or anything, but he's in the car and she's trying to make out with him to make him unfaithful. And he's like, "No, I've never been unfaithful, and I never will." It's, you're such a fucking pussy. <laughs> um. <laughs> Which is one of my uh, quips with this episode, only because um, the dude that she kills the, in the first—I don't remember if it's like right away—but she kills the first death in Supernatural. Basically, besides the mom. Yeah. Uh, the guy's saying that, oh, I can't come over. This girlfriend's begging him to come over. I, I can only assume for a booty call. It's not for, like, some uh, Netflix and chill. Yeah. But uh, And then he stops and picks up a girl, and she basically says, come over to my house so we can have a booty call. And he's like, oh, all right, let's do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so crazy because um, the... I mean, like I said, like the show itself, like like doesn't give you any kind of of how they know any of this. No, like, and even when they kind of start shooting the gun, I was like, in my head, this is like how long it's been since I watched it. But I was like, oh, don't bullets hurt ghosts if they're like fucking silver and some shit? And I was totally off. Salt, but yeah, salt. And I was like, yeah, I'm totally off. But the <laughs> the other part that I really lacked in this episode, and I couldn't believe that it was in episode one, was the when the cassette thing you know like how many cassettes do you have ACDC like Led Zeppelin like Metallica um, Metallica and like he's like you know what um, the driver chooses the music um, shotgun shuts their pie hole or cake mm -hmm. uh, maybe it's pie hole cake hole pie hole sorry he does mention pie in the episode though um, you think you're just gonna have apple pie and live your life with your family and stuff like that which is another thing that's kind of kept on through all the years and everything but it was uh, a... There's a lot of it, iconic scenes in this first episode. It really does. And I, and I think it's like you said, it really just kind of establishes all these different things. It establishes the dad, it establishes the two sons, um, establishes the fact that they have this car and that they know how to at least kill or fight some monsters. Mm -hmm. But it, like I said, it, it leaves so much open that really does show how the story's kind of grown and evolved over the years. There's some things that they don't carry over, like the salt and the cat eye. They carry over the salt, but they never... never made a reference to Cat Eye in the later seasons. Which one's Cat Eye? It's when uh, they go into the the dad's hotel room and he's like, oh, there's salt on the floor and there's Cat Eye. He was kind of afraid of something coming in. Oh, yeah. yeah they, and I guess because salt was just easier. Salt mm -hmm. you can kind of find anywhere, throw anywhere. And um, the, I mean, and it does, like the whole journal thing, like the coordinates and the paper clip being in there. And, like, it, there was some stuff that was like, I don't want to say plot holes, but... You know, like, there was a lot of stuff that had to match up for that I episode. I do enjoy, like, their, their, like, all-in attitude since this is the pilot. Um, I like how they, like, they were all-in, like, each paper was, like, handwritten. Each paper had a purpose. There was no, yes. like, 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 pick up the book, pretend to read what's in it. Like, it was actually legit, like, writings in there that can actually play off of. 
Well, it, and that was a, and it, gi- it gives kind of like a more flesh out to the character because I mean they easily could have just given like a normal what they do in movies and TVs like this, where they give you just a printed book that's like an old text spell book looking thing. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it was like you said, handwritten, hand drawn, like you could see the different monsters in there, and it was already establishing the fact that okay, they've clearly been doing this for quite a while, um, and been this, like doing this for quite a while and building this up effectively. Hold on, let me give you a call right back. And I'll cut this out. One second. I'll call you right back. Okay, we're back. We're back. And we're ready to rock. All right, we are back. Um, Have you clicked record? Yes. Okay, well, anyways. So, yeah, the episode itself, um, with episode one, I mean, it it does establish all these characters. It does establish all these bases. It establishes them all pretty nice. And um, really kind of leads how... And the one thing I, and what I was kind of noticing from watching episode one and noticing episode 300 was I cannot think of another TV show like this um, that even comes close to what they've kind of accomplished and done. I can think of like Seinfeld because it's been so much watched over and over in Friends. I well, hate Friends. But... but see, those are just TV shows about people talking. That's like how I met your mother. Mm-hmm. Um, where it's people just talking and relationships and shit, but I, I'm talking about like monster fighting TV shows. Um, I can't Buffy, think but of didn't any. Goes long. Yeah, Buffy didn't go nearly as long. I mean, Buffy had, but then again, theirs was centered around um, vampires. So I think this one covers kind of the bigger thing. And you just, it's been, and then the thing I guess that is a test is that they've tried doing spinoffs of this show before. Oh, and, Supernatural, the spinoff killer. <laughs> none of the spinoffs have worked. What, the first one was stupid, like absolutely stupid, like the the, the Chicago gangs of monsters, New York. Yeah, there there's been some really terrible ones. Let me see. There was. It was sisters was an amazing theme. Well, did you watch it? Yeah. Um, because let me see. Yeah, well, oh, Bloodlines was the first spinoff, where it was um, I think said it was monsters in Chicago. Like they're like each yeah. gangs. Clashing Hunter, yeah. Um, and then there's Wayward Sisters <laughs> after that, which, which looked promising, but it was canceled. Yeah, I mean, let me see. Spinoff series, the Ghost Facers. Um, Ghost Facers? That was a good one, too. There's an anime series? Yeah, <laughs> there is an anime series. I never uh, got to watch it, but it was voiced by uh, Jared and, Jared and uh, Jensen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was in Barnes & Noble's one day, and I saw yeah. all Supernatural books. Oh, did you really? Yeah. They're like these random books that took in place in between seasons. Yeah. That's... Hmm. I was See, interested to read one, but... I mean, they might have some good material in it, but then it's always wondering if it's like canon or not. And, I don't oh, know, like I'm the Star big, Wars universe? Yeah, I'm a big... They destroyed like, all that canon? Yeah, but yeah, they erased it all once Disney bought it. They're like, you know, fuck every book that's ever been written about this. <laughs> so there's been... Technically, there's been five spinoffs of Supernatural that have not worked. There was Ghost Facers. I guess they were looking to start it in, um, like, on YouTube as its own little web series, never but it never got that. off the ground. The anime series was only one season, so it never mm-hmm. really got off the ground. Um, Bloodlines, which was the Chicago which one, you absolutely about. terrible. Um, the Wayward Sisters. That's good. Um, but then, Canceled. yeah, they weren't going to bring that up. And then the last one, I guess that they were going to do, but they never did, was based on Samuel Colt uh, because of the Colt gun. Oh problems. yeah, that's right. They're gonna set it in the old west, um, which doing this show in the past might be kind of. But then again, you're not gonna have cars. You're not gonna have. It, it's a lot less practical to drive all these different cities and all these different places and hear news when there's none of that doesn't exist in the past. Mm-hmm. So it, it would post. be a lot harder. Yeah, but I mean, even then, like stuff's gonna travel so much slower. And not that this is anything close, but I, I think I told you. I think I told you that I finished. Game, I caught up finally to Game of Thrones. Oh, you did. Yeah, I caught nice. up. To, did, I, did I have to tell you? Did you see the last episode where Danny and Jon Snow? <laughs> yeah, the aunt and nephew have sex with each other. And then um, Tyrion was outside like, oh no. Yes. <laughs> but then when it happened, you're like, yes, I don't care if you're well, related. Well, Damn and it. see, <laughs> when, when I had watched it, and the, the reason I'm bringing this up, um, the reason I'm going to segue kind of into this for just a little bit was that when I was watching it, like, that's something I guess everyone... Like, I'd already known what's happened. I'd already known the relationship whenever the first episode... When this episode came out, like, uh, last year. And I'd already known the spoilers for it. But then when I was watching it, I was like, holy shit. Like, I, I get why people are... 
I, I can't. I guess because they were like never... the last season was amazing, like absolutely amazing. The I do have one complaint about the most recent season, um, and, and I, it, it it's basically back to the same thing. And it's me just being a fucking prick about it all, um, me being a little bitch about it. But I think the last season of Game of Thrones, the one thing I will say about Game of Thrones is that seasons one through four were very slow paced. And they took a long time to kind of develop. The last three seasons were fucking incredible. Um, with how much action there was, every episode just seemed like it was intense. There was something new going on every episode. It was just a lot more. A lot of battles too. Battle of the Wall, Battle of the Bastards. Well, and but see, that's my only complaint with the last season is that it, it basically they were going from what it used to take like multiple episodes for them to get from one play point A to point B. In this last season, it basically was like within the span of two minutes. They were from the wall all the way back to the south, all the way back to the wall, all the way back. To, it just seemed like they were moving way too quickly to kind of mm-hmm. make sense with what they've already established and stuff. And then Arya being a beast with the, the yeah, Arya was Tarth. Which she's, yeah, she's a fucking badass when she fought her and she has like the sword the certain way. And, oh, when uh, she kills all the phrase? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the fucking, um, fucking bitch. And then she leaves the fucking mask, the, not the mask, but the face there, like covered in blood on the wall, like. She's fucking badass. Like, and honestly, like, I'm kind of, I'm glad I caught up because now I get to watch like the new season and everything. But the that was my one complaint was that it just felt like too. As and see, this is where I'm a prick about it because I didn't like the first two seasons because of how long shit took to build up. This season, stuff was happening every fucking episode and going too fast, and I'm sitting here complaining too. So, um, I think I'm just came to the conclusion I'm just a little bitch about stuff. I just like the <laughs> which battle did you think was better? The the wall, not the wall, but the battle of the bastards or the battle of the 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 supply train where she gets the whole all of the Thraki and the, her dragon. Supply train. The supply train was good, but then I think Battle of the Bastards had, even though I knew what had happened, I knew he beat um, Ramsey and shit. The reason that episode kind of stood out for me was that whenever they're getting surrounded, like I said, this, I had known the what the victory. I know knew the outcome, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. And um, when he was getting surrounded, and they're all just kind of getting trampled on, and he's getting trampled on. Like oh, yeah, I felt like watching, like you can't breathe. You're like <gasps> yeah. Like, you're like you you can't breathe with them, and it's like it makes you feel it, and that that was that battle was better for me because it was, it felt like a lot more realistic too with how it was all kind of going, and um, but anyways, everybody, um, yeah, this has been another amazing episode of the Short and the Tall of It. This is Chris and Renee, and we will talk to you all next week. Have a good one, everybody.